As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hey everybody, it's Jane Johnson with the Briar Hill Group at Remax Camosun. Good morning. Good morning, hey everybody. Andrew Flank here with Royal LePage. Nice to see you all. <laughs> How are you doing? I had a few little technical difficulties this morning. Yeah, that was, that was that was fun. There was a lot of clicking going on while we we're waiting. Uh, it's great, great uh, nice weekend. Uh, great Father's Day. Took the day off, um, so that was wonderful. And yeah, um, some get to give keys again this week to clients. So that's really exciting. That's, I love that's my favorite part of the job. So, uh, yes. Good. Good. Well, as you know, we're in a shifty market. So what I thought we could discuss today, because um, I've had some realtors give me a call and ask me, what do you think of the price? Can you please tell me what I should be listing at? Yeah. 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 Our, we do this. We do this with colleagues sometimes. And I get messages from some colleagues like, Hey, could you look at this virtual tour and give me some feedback? I just had that happen last week. Give me some feedback on the price here. Uh, can you, you know, help me out here? We, it's nice. It's a, it's a good part of our business that there's a lot of camaraderie. You're right. So what we're going to do today is we're just going to, first of all, I just want to say like, when we go to do a listing and uh, somebody tells us they want their house price. It's not like the price just comes to us like that. Um, There is some science that goes behind it and we're doing some research in behind the scenes. And so um, it's not like it's going to come pie in the sky. Price is not, there's no way anybody can really come up with the, um, you know, a value that's the exact price or value of your home. All we can do is come up with a, um, a recommendation of price based on, you know, what we think will bring the most buyers through uh, and, and get the most activity and result in the highest price uh, can, uh, negotiated. But it doesn't mean that that's the value of your home exactly. What well, you're going to be talking about strategy. So what do you want? Uh, how much activity do you want? How fast do you want to sell your house? All that is important to us when we're pricing your home. So we're looking at yeah. your motivation as well as any buyer's yeah. motivation and where's yeah. the market going. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But let's do the stats this week. So I'm just going to add this to the stream here. Oh, one day I'll get this. 
Well, thank you, Jane, for uh, for 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 being the um, the keyboard and uh, the mouse over there. So it's... <laughs> squeak, squeak. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, we're going to compare last week to this week, just because we're in a shifting market. It's important to sort of. Yeah, see... we started adding this as a, like throwing the last week in as well when we do this review, so we can see how things have maybe moved a little bit where the needle has moved. So uh, week over week, uh, Market Watch. We had 323 new listings last week um, compared to 319 this week from June uh, 13th to- Call that a wash, eh? That's a wash. Yeah. Pendings are up. Yay. Yeah. So 140 last week versus 165 this week. So still, you know, on the about half uh, margin there for listings versus uh, sales. But this is a time of year where we do tend to get more listings. Uh, but we should be seeing good sales too, because there's been uh, such uh, low inventory. But with this increase, I'm finding buyers are pausing. And this is what we're going to be talking about. Uh, price decreases. Again, a little bit less in terms of price decreases, eh? Yeah, but that makes sense if there's more going pending. Yeah, right. Um, I have seen some price increases. In fact, today I saw one, um, I'm looking in the South Oak Bay area and it was $100,000 more. They so, they raised their price 100 grand. Yeah, so what that yeah. says to me, and we'll look at um, the pricing pyramid, but we'll, what it says is they were pricing it where they thought was at the lower end of mm -hmm. the, uh, the market and they have decided it's going to be at the upper end so that they can get the price they want. And they this not is gotten, not a good strategy. They may have priced lower to try to get a lot of activity and in, 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 in their hope that they would get multiple offers above that price, but the market didn't cooperate with them. So now they're saying to their realtor, look, uh, we actually don't want to sell for this price. And if we just keep it low, that's all we're going to get offers at. So. Um, we're not interested in selling unless we get this price point. So the realtor is going to say, well, okay, then we've got to put it at that price point. Yeah. And some expired listings. So what this means is um, that they've taken them off the market and probably they've relisted or they've just decided if they don't get their price, they're not going to list now. Yeah. And then a couple withdrawn um, people taking them off market, you know, plans change, things happen. Um, these things come off market for various reasons. Hey folks, um, you know, this is a conversation between Jane and I, but it's also a conversation between yourselves and us. Um, so feel free to put in your comments and questions. Uh, we, you know, whether you're a colleague or, uh, you know, a, a client or someone just watching, please, uh, please participate. This is a, we'd, we'd love to hear from you. We always appreciate it. And this is why I hang out with Andrew. He's such a nice guy. Okay. Uh, Last week, we had 234 unconditional sales, and we're up to 393. So that's uh, that's good. Uh, we're still down way from last year where we were at 942. Yeah, so we're June 20th today, uh, 393 sales as of June 20th, so two-thirds through the month. Um, so round that forward, you probably get 600 unconditional sales at the end of the month as opposed to 942 last last year in June. Um, last month in terms of new listings, uh, we had really low uh, 547. Uh, that's compared to 1208 from the year before. 
Uh, we're already at 873 new listings uh, so far uh, this June. So we're looking, I think we're going to be probably just a little bit lower, but not too bad, not too off compared mm -hmm. to last year. And the total active listings so far this month, we're at 1,935. And this is up from last year at 1,375. So that's good. Yeah. And we're up about, about 58, sorry, 57 listings over last month. So we've, we've, our inventory is growing. Um, not, you know, massively, but it is growing. Right. Um, you're looking at last week. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> Active last week. Last yeah. week's new listings. We're up 57. Did I say last month? Yeah. We're up, we're up um, 50. Oh, okay. So 57 in a week is still a fair bit. Yeah. Okay. So, um, oh, it didn't show up the way I wanted it to, but anyway, um, <laughs> over the past few years, what we've been seeing is we list down here below market value. And so, so why we're, we're talking on this, um, where's below market value in the blue there? Is that what you're talking about? Yes. That's just help the folks who are, okay. So we've got a pyramid here. If you're listing at below market value, you're kind of in the blue the orange is kind of market value and above that is above value. Right. Okay. So above value is where the sellers want you to sell at. Buyers, you, where you're going to be going over is market value. So the how we define market value is the price the buyer's willing to pay and the seller's willing to let it go at. That's what they say. I don't want to let it go. Right. So if you had a Venn diagram, which is those overlapping circles, and that's what this di this this diagram on the left is actually is where you're saying like buyers are prepared to pay within a certain range of value, sellers are willing willing to sell within a certain range of value. If there is an overlap, you will be able to affect sales. Right. So over the past two years, what's been happening is as the market kind of skyrocketed, I think it took a lot of listing agents kind of by surprise. And so they were listing at where they thought was the market value. And um, they were listing at the low end because there was a lot of optimism from buyers. Buyers were overpaying, uh, were paying over the list price. And why were they doing that? Because they were optimistic that the market was going to go up. So now with the change in the interest rates, uh, what's been happening is... Um, this top buyer here, the outlier buyer, has gone away. So right up here, um, and people have been listing higher now where they think the, so they were listing and selling, and now they're listing and selling. Does that make sense? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> So people are listing too high, which is why we're seeing the price reductions happening. What's, yeah. The agents are listing where properties were formerly selling, but it was an outlier buyer, as you can see here, who affected the sale. We've had to continue using hand analogies. You know, we've had properties listing here and then buyers offering here. And then so that means that the sellers are now going to list here again because they're saying this is the new normal and then buyers are still going here and it just keeps pushing up and we've reached a point where now sellers are saying well i'm going to list here and buyers are saying i'm no longer going here i'm actually here right exactly so where do you want to list as a listing agent 
that's the question. If the seller um, listing too high, they're going to not get any viewings. That's what we're finding. And so my thought is we need to list right in the market value where we think things are right now, mm -hmm. not where we anticipate the sale is going to be, but where the actual sales are happening. It's really important that sellers understand that there's markets, there's the sort of the macro and micro market. And we have, um, we can have little blips where, you know, things get really busy again, and then they slow down. You know, what is the overall picture versus what's going on in this moment? Um, when we're looking at comparable sales and so forth, but uh, if the market's going down, and I have a great uh, video of this uh, somewhere in my YouTube. I've shared it here on this show before, but you know, if the market's actually going down and you list right at market value, it, two weeks later, you're going to be above market value. You're going to be overpriced. Um, so it's really important to understand your motivation, your timing. If you need to be sold within the next three months or so, you know, you need to be having a conversation with your realtor about you know, what can we do and how do we keep our market price in real time and, um, and, and, and look at the overarching picture of what the market's doing as well when you're making your plans for pricing. Can I just say it just really bugs me that that did not, this is how it's supposed to show up. <laughs> so I'm just a little irritated. <laughs> well, but anyway. PowerPoint. it's okay. We got it. You, you get the point here that where um, you cannot expect to list up here at the top where that red um, star is, because if you're listing too high, you're going to miss a market. That's so, we, yeah, I call these unicorn. Like you're looking for a unicorn buyer. You're looking for something that really doesn't exist or exists very, very well, you know, seldom or, or randomly. If you um, aren't willing to sell for less than well above market value, um, some agents will uh, list your home. Agents like inventory. They like to have uh, properties that, that gather inquiries, but they're not, they're realistically, your home will not have a very good probability of selling. So it's, then um, that can be frustrating for you and frustrating for everyone else. So it's just important to understand, you know, if you do plan, uh, if that's your strategy is to get above market value, then let every everyone really needs to be on the same page around that. And it can happen. You know, Gene's not saying actually it won't happen. It can happen, but the probability, the chances of it happening are so low that it's it's probably not the worth an agent's time and money uh, from the perspective of they're they're actually going to make a sale out of uh, out of working with you, and it's just going to be frustrating for everyone involved. And okay, so here's a great example. On the weekend, I was working with a buyer and we went to look at a property. Um, and as we were looking at, it, I was looking at the sales and this was exactly what had happened. Um, so list, um, I'm not going to say which property it was, but list and then sale. And then we were looking at the next listing that had come on and a very comparable property and it was listed where the other one sold at. Um, yep. And they had actually done a price reduction um, back down to the listing price of the previous listing. So they come down $40,000 and we came yep. in and we had another 10 off. Right. The other thing is, you know, going back to your, well done, Jane, but going back to the prior pyramid where we talk about those unicorn buyers, 
and we see that sale price that's maybe uh, up at the top of the pyramid. When you're working with a seller and you're looking at the recent sales and you're giving uh, advice, you're going to be pulling that sale as well and saying, well, this home up the road sold for this. And that's the most recent sale. That's the most recent comparable. And you may not recognize that it's uh, a unicorn sale. Right. right. But the seller is going to say, I want what those guys up the street got. I won't take a penny less because otherwise I'm selling my place for too little and you're not doing your job. But little do we know that that place went to multiple offers, but the person who bought it, you know, their children go to uh, their children need to go to school in that area or they have a neighbor, their best friend lives right next door or um, or these people just sold their home in Vancouver for, you know, way more money than they ever anticipated and have, you know, $100,000 more money to play with than someone local and just are tired of looking. So. And, you know, that's the seller, that's the buyer that every seller wants to find. But again, it doesn't happen very often. Right. So this is just, um, this is, I, I use this this graph. It's actually, I think, in our uh, yeah, standard, standard sort of domain. market. Yeah. yeah. So if you're looking at where the market value is and you're pricing too high, what's going to happen is when you do a price drop, you're not going to find any more activity. Then once you get to market value, you're still not going to get any activity. Then you have to reduce it some more. And you actually end up doing the seller a disservice by listing too high. So really, you got to stick to your guns, people. You're, what you're doing here is when you price above market and you sit at that price for a period of time, you want to bring that back? Um, what you're doing there is selling day-old bread. <laughs> um, you know, People are going in and saying, why am I paying full price for this? When it's been on market for two or three weeks, I don't want to be the bigger fool. If nobody else has bought it yet, why should I be buying it at this price? And so even if you bring it down to market value at, um, after it's been on market for whatever the market is feeling is an adequate length of time or over length of time, uh, buyers who see a property that's been on market and, and sitting are going to say, uh, well, there's something probably wrong with it. Um, so I don't want to, again, be the bigger fool. And what ends up happening is um, you get less than you would have if you'd listed it at market value right off the bat. So do you want, to, do you want me to show you what I do with, uh, with um, when I'm looking at pricing? Spill. Spill. Let's see. Okay. Are you guys ready? Are you ready to rumble? So exciting, folks. <laughs> You're so funny. Um, okay, let me just get in here. So I'm going to share my tab here. You know, and I, I, I'm doing this because I think that we really have to just think what's what's the best for our clients. Can you see my matrix tab? I can see your tab. Okay, so I'm always looking at current and pending. And uh, let's say we're looking at something in Langford, which is a very popular market right now for single family homes. And I'm going to look at the current and pending for the past 30 days because I want to see what's just sold in the market mm -hmm. in single family homes. And I'm going to do just one kitchen here. Okay. Um, because if I do two kitchens, you see I get a different number, 74. So I just want to do one kitchen because this is comparable to... To are, you, are you trying to compare on a home that has one kitchen? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
which will affect the financing. So then when I'm looking at, I look at the range, so we're 770 and this is just the big picture yeah. here and we're way up to 3,280,000. And I can see where the activity is happening here. You can see there's activity happening in the 1.1 to 1.15 range. And what are the list of sales? But relatively speaking, I'm also seeing, okay, well, there's not a lot of, not a lot happening. So I'm going to go in and just refine it. And we're going to look at the finished square footage. And I'm going to, again, do a range and um, three to four bedrooms. And we're going to do two to three bathrooms. And that brings me down to 15 matches. And I can see, aha. All of a sudden, when I'm looking, right. uh, I've refined it even more. And then I start looking even further into, like, what is the age that it's built? This is a custom um, display that I have. And looking, I can see the square footage is almost the same. So when I'm going to be talking to um, a seller, I want to look at, you know, what else, if I go pending longer... 23 matches, uh, I can, again, see this is where the activity is. Yeah. So I like to say, you know, when I'm looking for comparable properties, I look to look in it by proximity, proximity in like, how far is that from the actual property in terms of neighborhood? Like you're looking in Langford, you're not looking in Souk or in Sydney. Yeah. Um, and I also like to look in proximity for time, which is what you're also doing. Uh, you're looking within the last 30 days. You don't want to be going and saying, well, you know, this host sold in a lot, you know, a year ago, uh, and therefore it's going to be a comparable, you know, usable for price. I do, um, I, if it's close by, I'll give more weight to an older listing. If it's on the same street, I'll sometimes look even as far as a year back, just so I can get an idea of the history and share that. But it's less goes into my idea of pricing and more into just here's some more information for us to go on and, and, and understand. Um, yeah. The other thing I like to do, Jane, and I'm sure you do this, is just to go through all these and look at it and say, look, you know, if I'm imagining, if I'm considering that this, let's let's play with some numbers and let's say, I think let's let's think that this one is going to sell for we're going to propose 1.1 million as a as a listing price, and uh, and then go through that list and say, if I had 1.1 million, would I find more examples of properties I would be rather buy? Than this property I'm going to be listing for 1.1 million. Then, um, and this isn't exactly about comparables because you can't exactly compare, but you can look at value and say, uh, you know, these ones seem like they're better value at 1.1 million than what I'm proposing. So maybe I'm a little high. Or these yeah, ones all seem like, you know, nowhere near as good. Okay. So the other thing is when looking at condos, so I'm looking at two bedroom, two bath. And I'm going to, this is what a buyer does. They go, I have this much to spend. So let's say $800,000. So if I'm a buyer, what am I going to see that's out there? And then I'm going to look at the criteria. Is it rentable? So if it's rentable, yes. Is it unrestricted? That's what we're looking for. That brings us down to 62. And then uh, looking at the price range again, and then looking for that, I'm going to look at year built. So we're going to have a different type of condo after 2000, a different style, different uh, layout. 
and then seeing where the activity is happening. And for that, we're really going to be looking at price per square foot. Yeah. And seeing, um, you know, where do we fit price per square foot? And if we're not getting the showings, what's happening? Uh, what can we do? Where can we um, let the seller know where the activity is happening in the pricing? And that really gives us, and then we can refine it further in terms of area. Um, so this is, um, you know, you just said something that really speaks to, um, you know, the part of the, you know, our topic today is how to sell and list in this market. And um, what we're talking here is something about a little bit about process and pricing, but you also spoke to the fact that, you know, there needs to be a lot of communication in this market, especially with sellers to say, you know, here's where we're at and here's what's been happening. So we can make course corrections. We can make changes uh, really, really in real time as quickly as possible. So it comes down to feedback and communication. Yeah. And, you know, Jane, I don't know about you, but in the, the social media, realtor social media groups that, that, that I'm involved in, I see a lot of um, people commenting about, Hey, does anybody have a template for, uh, for, uh, for, for seller reports? Because it's been a couple of years since I've needed them. <laughs> so we have that, we have a template letter that we send out once a month if something doesn't sell. So, I mean, just make up a letter, an email, and then fill in the blanks and you can go and look at all your stats online and draw those. And then you there's, can there's a lot of different places we get stats from to show how much activity, you know, here's how many showing requests we've had. Here's how many showings we've had. Here's how many visits you've had on realtor.ca. Here's how many views you've had on matrix from the client portals. Um, so, you know, this is how many people have landed on your virtual tour. So we can provide that kind of feedback and, it, and, and some of it we can compare to kind of a typical listing, you might say, and say, okay, well, you know what, we're not getting the activity we'd really like to see. Right. And so why? Yeah. And why, what, what's going on here and what can we do to shift this up? Yeah. Okay. So I hope that was instructive to everybody. We're trying to keep these shorter and sweeter. <laughs> um, if you have any questions, you can reach out to Andrew or myself. And um, Andrew, how do they meet? How do they get in touch with you? Folks, you can reach me at 250-360-6106. That's 250-360-6106. Uh, email info at andrewplank.com or check out the website andrewplank.com, which has hosts these videos has links to bio and more video information, lots of blog posts. And Jane, yourself, how do people reach you? Everybody, my name is Jane Johnston. I'm with the Briar Hill Group at Remax Camosun. You can give me a call 250-744-0775, or you can reach me at briarhillgroup at gmail.com. I have two websites. One is briarhillgroup.com, which talks about listing and selling homes. And then the other one is vancouverislandtime.com, where we will be hosting all these videos and also information about neighborhoods. Thank you so much. And don't forget, every Monday, we should be here. Subscribe to us, please. Thanks, everybody. Jane, enjoy your week. Good to see you again. Yeah. Have a great week. Bye. Thank you. Bye.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.